You're listening to The Tradie Show. This is the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. We're your hosts, Andy and Angela Smith, husband and wife team and co-founders of Lifestyle Trading. Are you ready to have some fun? Hell yeah! Hello, you're listening to this week's epic podcast of The Tradie Show. This is definitely a hell yeah kind of week because guess what? We're talking about sport, sport and more sport. And if you haven't guessed it yet, I am a massive sports fan. Mostly it's because I believe the lessons that we get from sport apply in our life and definitely in our business as well. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And one of those lessons is that running a successful business is a marathon, not a sprint. Which brings me to the heart of our conversation today, Andy. Mm. You recently completed your first ever marathon. Hell yeah! Mm. (laughs) And if you guys out there are not familiar with a marathon, it's literally a race that covers 42.2 kilometres, which is seriously a very long way. So, Andy, why did you decide to commit to a marathon? Yeah, well, that's actually a funny one because my body is definitely not built for running. But uh, around about 18 months ago, we had a a lovely lady of the name of Samantha Gash. She came to one of our lifestyle trading events and she's an endurance athlete. And she's one of the first women to finish one of the world's toughest ultra marathon events. And it was so inspiring. You know, she was telling us she'd run 150 or 200 kilometers across a desert. and, And she was talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And, and I was sitting in the back of the room thinking, well, I get out of my comfort zone in business, but what am I actually doing personally anymore? And I'm thinking, maybe I should do a marathon. So at the end of her talk, I jumped up on stage in front of a couple of hundred trade business owners and I said, listen, I want to get out of my comfort zone. I want everyone here to get out of your comfort zone too. I'm going to do a marathon. Who is going to join me? And then I looked around the room and it was dead set like crickets. There was like one or two people. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, the question has to be asked. Did you actually understand what you'd committed to by saying you'll do a marathon? No, because probably 25, 30 years ago, I did a city to surf in Sydney, which is 15Ks, um, (laughs) and I haven't really run since. So I had no idea, to be honest. And I approached a few of the runners in the group and I said, hey, when I talked about doing this marathon, you know, like you do these park runs, 10, 15Ks every weekend, why don't you want to join me? And he turned to me and he said, are you mad? Do you know how far (laughs) 42.2 kilometres is? And I went, "Eh, no, not really. Hmm. But you committed to it. So what did you do next? Well, at the time when I committed to it, I was pretty fat. I was overweight. (laughs) I hadn't worked on the tools for quite a long time and I was weak. And I thought, In my head, you know, the Andy spirit is always, I can do anything, you know, and I thought, no, well, I'll just make it happen. And and, um, I went out there and I thought, well, what's the best way to do a marathon is obviously get fit and who's going to help me and hold me accountable. And, you know, I'm a strong believer in getting coaches. And I thought, well, I'm going to go out and get a running coach. So I I got a running coach and and we started doing a few sessions and my hammies were tight and my cars were tight, you know, and it was all go, go, go. And then she turned to me after about two weeks and she said, Andy, I don't think a marathon is for you. Maybe we should look at a half marathon or maybe even look at a a 10 or a 15K run. 
And I thought, are you kidding me? No, I am doing a marathon. I went home, had a bit of a think about it, and she was so right. My body was breaking down. I was not in a good place. Um, The thought of doing a marathon back then was ridiculous. So I got a personal trainer. And for the last 18 months, I've been training three to four times a week to get fit and strong and Fast forward to now, and we got it done, baby. Well, I don't actually recall it being quite that easy, to be honest. No. In fact, (laughs) we were snowboarding in Japan over Christmas just recently, literally eating and drinking whatever we liked for like three and a half weeks or something ridiculous. And you actually left your preparation really late. And by memory, you started only four weeks out. Is that true? Yeah, it is. I, I... I'd done a couple of 5K runs and I'd also did a a 10K run before Christmas, but I I hadn't done anything over that. And we went to Japan and and as you said, we we lived like kings and queens and it was a a fantastic time. And I came back and it was about mid-January. I was doing this marathon with, with a mate. He rang me and pulled out because he had an injury and I'm thinking, God, what am I gonna do? So I um, was chatting with my personal trainer and he said, go out and do a 15K run and tell us what it feels like, you know? And I went, okay. So I got up at 3 a.m. in the morning to prepare myself to leave at 4 a.m. and do this 15K run because, you know, I still had all my family sports commitments, with you know, as well. So I did that and I went out and it was hard. It was tough. There's no doubt about it. But it got me thinking and I went back to the trainer. I said, you know what? Do you honestly think... I can do a marathon, 42.2 Ks. And he said, you know what, Andy? I honestly think, no, you can't. And I'm like, (laughs) for fuck's sake, thanks for the enthusiasm. But he said, no, he said, listen, I think you can get through to 30 Ks. And then he goes, I think you're strong enough in the mind to make it work. He, He mentioned that his wife was a Hawaiian iron woman and I should have a chat with her. So I did have a chat with her and she said to me, I tell you what, if you can go out this Saturday and run 25 Ks, then I'll sit down with you and do a plan. If you can't run 25Ks, then you can't do a marathon. So what was she trying to do, break you? Yeah, I honestly think she did to try and break me. She gave me a bit of a game plan and she said, go out and follow this to the T. And I said, yep, no worries, that's what I'll do. And as I said, got up again at 3am, got prepared, 4am and and away I went. And I felt really good this day. So I felt like I should go out a little bit stronger. So I did. So I went out stronger. And the interesting thing was I didn't listen to her plan. I didn't, I just thought I knew better. Um, That's coming, interesting. Well, it is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Anyway, the moral of the story is I, I got about 16 Ks in and I was absolutely cooked. There was this demountable like toilet building and um, I had a shower in there and a toilet and I, I went to go to the bathroom and I was just cooked. I just jumped under the shower, fully clothed and stood there for about 15 minutes. And it was a real lesson learnt. I, I wasn't having any gels. I wasn't prepared the right way. I'd filled my shoes up with water. I was, you know, it was a disaster. Um, the moral of the story was I got through the 25Ks. There's quite a bit of walking in that as well. But I, I got through the 25Ks and I just thought to myself, there is no way I can do a marathon. So the shorter that is, you didn't stick to your coach's game plan? No, I didn't. And um, at the end of it, she was really pissed off and she told me so. And she said, well, if you're not going to stick to the plan, there's no way you can do a marathon. She said, "Um, you haven't even, you've done the 25Ks, but you haven't done what I've asked you. So she went through all my stats through Strava 
And she said, listen, I still think there's a chance if you really want it. And I said, well, I've done over 21Ks now. I've never done a half marathon in my life. I thought, well, that's as good as one. I still want this marathon because that's what I stood up on stage and told everyone I was going to do. And she said, okay, well, I need you to run 120 kilometers in the next 10 days. Wow. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like 120 kilometers in 10 days? I was like, man, this is tough. But that's what you did. It is. I, I, I was lucky enough, I uh, suppose, injury-wise, she said to me, she said, listen, in these next 10 days, you're probably going to break. And she said, if you break, well, that's probably the end of the marathon. But if you can get through these next 10 days, I believe we can get you through to the end of the marathon. So I did the 120 Ks and I was a bit battered and bruised and I've had a couple of knee recons and my knees are really, really sore. But you know what? I got it done and we're only a week out from the marathon now. And she said, listen, I think, Andy, you can pull through and you can get this done. Well, there's certainly one thing about you, Andy. When you say you're going to do something, you are 100% commit and you get it done. So to me, to be honest, this was no different. You were so dedicated and a true inspiration. It did take me 18 months later, but I (laughs) constantly had my members in my ear and sending me messages saying, marathon man, what's going on? You know, so I felt like I had to. And um, thanks for that, Angie. It is a lovely thing to say, but it was really, really hard. Like I'm talking unbelievably hard to get there in the end. And for those of you that aren't runners, you're probably listening thinking that's hard. For those of you you that are runners are probably going, well, 40Ks, what is that? You know, because, you know, there's some people that can smash a 40Ks quite easy, but my body is not really built for running and, and I absolutely struggled. There's no doubt about it. And, and it wasn't It wasn't a very fast time. I just want to point that out. But yes, I got over the line. I finished the race, which was what I really had set out to do. But there's a whole lot to unpack really because it's really important to talk about it in context of what we all can learn from the lessons of sport. Yeah, perfect. So what we're going to do is go through some of the key lessons that you've learned and chat about your marathon experience to highlight some of the lessons. So what do you reckon about that? Sound like a plan? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, probably the biggest lesson I took away from this whole marathon experience was if you want to learn something fast, get out there and get a coach, someone that's been out there and done it before you, someone who has walked the path that you want to walk. I definitely think that was a huge benefit Well, for in me. this case, run, right? <laughs> exactly, run. <laughs> you know, the preparation and planning are everything. And my coach helped me develop that. There was definitely days when I asked myself, why am I doing this? Does it even matter? And who I'm trying to prove a point. Am I proving a point to me? Am I trying to prove a point to my members? This is bloody torture, you know. But you know what? I had an overarching training plan to prepare me for this race. And it broke down this enormous marathon challenge into bite-sized steps, which I definitely needed. I just needed to focus a bit more on the next session, knowing it was all part of the plan and ticking off each session as we go. It really motivated me to start to go, well, hang on, I'm on track and just trust the process and get it done and don't look too far forward because that was actually really scary at the time. Well, the beauty was you knew that there was actually an end date, right? Like you knew what you were training for and it literally had, you know, 5th of March written all over it. Yeah, there was an end date and I I mentally prepared myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this marathon everything I've got and and the only way I'm not going to finish is if I'm going to be taken off in an ambulance. Like I, I seriously was like, I've promised everyone it's got to be done. I've just got to do it. And I what I'd realised, I had trained pretty hard for those four weeks and I think my mindset, I was ready. You know, I, I felt like 
the training I'd done wasn't a lot, but I wasn't trying to break any records. I was just trying to get to the finish line. Well, it's interesting in sport that almost 90% of the time is actually spent getting ready to do the job of competing, don't you think? Yeah, This is like the preparation and planning part. Yeah, and that's exactly right, Anne. For trade business owners as well, there's definitely a sense of being crazy busy, wearing lots of hats, you know, fighting lots of fires every single day. And perhaps not enough time is spent thinking about the planning. You know, we all know that as a trade business owner, if you want to get from A to B, what is your plan and how are you going to get there and who is holding you accountable? Yeah, I absolutely agree. So what I had for the marathon, I worked with a coach who planned my program, you know, and and that made a massive benefit to me. And and that's actually what we do in Lifestyle Tradey as well. We have this six-week cycle, which is a set of tools designed to help our members regularly review, assess, and plan improvements for their business. I mean, they absolutely love it because it identifies just the one thing, not the many hundreds of things they've got to be working on at this present point in time. And it's a part of the bigger plan to where you want to go. And it's fewer distractions when you're just working on that one thing and ticking that box. Totally. Because, you know, if I'd started the marathon without proper instructions on training loads, recovery, specific sessions I need to do every week into the build-up, I would have dead set ended up on the scrap heap (laughs) and there is no way my body would have got through it. Well, you were close a few times, let's be honest, but you got there in the end. Very close. So I'd say the next lesson you learned big time was to prioritise the consistency. So Mm. the thing about sport is frequent quality training sessions balanced with really good recovery is your best friend. Definitely. Not the occasional hero workout, say. So I definitely think you prioritise consistency in your training. Not that you had a choice, might I add. Yeah, definitely. Um, You have to do that. And anyone that is a runner would understand that you need a lot of running in your legs to do these marathons and these long events. And and that was one thing that I know about now, but I didn't know about then. And and, um, you've got to make sure that you've got that. And it's all about striving for consistency and not perfection. I, I can honestly tell you, I had days that I was dead set dragging my jaw on the gravel as I was running down the road. Like I was a broken man, but I just never stopped. And I think going from never doing a marathon and not coming from a background of running, consistency in my training really helped my body able to adapt and form good habits. You know, I prioritized my training over a lot of things. I was getting up really early in the morning at 3am and out the door by 4. So I just made sure I didn't want to miss a session and I wanted to make sure it didn't impact my life and our life as well. Um, And just keeping that consistency was really good. And going back to trade business owners, there are so many benefits to prioritizing consistency. Everyone should be doing that as well. Yeah, I agree. So consistency keeps your customers happy and demonstrates professionalism in my mind. And secondly, when people see a leader who has a consistent demeanor and a really good record of getting things done, they'll be more willing to trust the leader. So if you're a bit haphazard and maybe unpredictable in the way you behave, it'll have a huge impact on the morale and even the performance of your team without a doubt. So do you think this is your experience, Andy? Yeah, relating this back to business, let's face it, everyone has got shit going on all over the place in their lives. But to be a really good leader, it's helpful to try and be consistent in the way you show up. You know, your team don't want to see you wobble, don't want to see you having 
bad days. But if you happen to do that, you've got to make sure you get back on track as fast as you can. You know, the one thing I'll have to say that I could have embraced a little bit better is when I was doing the marathon training, trying to celebrate those small wins. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, about celebrating the small wins. I remember when you came home, like, really early in your runs, and you'd done this, like, five-kilometer run without stopping, uh, and you played it down. But to be honest, it was actually a really huge milestone because it really was the beginning. We probably should have celebrated your small wins more. Yeah, you're right. We we definitely should. You know, those small steps were a really big, pivotal point that got me through to the end, you know. And though, to be honest, that first period was some of the hardest runs because my body just was not used to running and I'd come back and my legs and everything, my knees, everything was so sore. But the body did start to get used to it. But just before we go on, I just want to stop here and give you a huge shout out, And You know, I can be hard to deal with just sometimes. And to be honest, the marathon training made me feel quite tired. And when I Andy gets tired, he gets a little bit cranky a lot of the time. But you were an absolute superstar and supported me so much along the way. And you are always super supportive. You know how much I love you and a big thank you. That's really sweet. So coming back to the small wins, can I just say most of us don't do it enough in business, you know? We have our big, hairy, scary goals that just don't happen overnight. It takes many, many small steps along the way to reach that milestone. So you've got to make sure you're celebrating these small wins because this triggers a feeling of pride and happiness and mostly it's motivating you, not just you, you and your team to keep going and moving forward to hit those big goals. Sorry to quickly interrupt today's episode, guys, but as you know, we are coming up to the end of the financial year and guess what? We have a deal for you. Book a strategy call with me before June 30 for your chance to get $1,200 off your yearly lifestyle trading membership. It's 100% tax deductible, but be quick. Offer ends June 30 and memberships are limited. Terms and conditions apply. It's really great to celebrate the small wins, but let me ask you this, Andy. How do we handle setbacks? Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you talk about setbacks and how everyone out there handles setbacks. You know, I know some people that when something goes wrong, they carry on like an absolute pork chop and it's the end of the world and they tell everyone and scream the house down. And then I've got other people that just go, yep, I had a setback. What am I going to do? What's the next plan? And let's keep moving forward. And I believe that is definitely the right way to go. But I did have a bit of a story. We talked earlier about that 25K run and As I mentioned earlier, at that 16K mark, I was absolutely cooked. I jumped under that shower. I stood there for like 10, 15 minutes, filled my shoes up with water, and I was like, oh my God, I can't get this done. But in the back of my mind, I still had that plan. The coach said to me, you don't have to do a fast time. You've just got to get it done. So at that 16K mark, I'm thinking 9Ks, that's still a bloody long way when you're so cooked. But I just reset. I had a plan. She said to me, it is going to hurt. There is no person that runs over 20Ks and doesn't hurt. Just tough it out, push through the pain and just don't stop. So having that plan was a really good way to make sure I got back on track. 
Yeah. So for trade business owners, navigating a setback is difficult too. It could be anything from, I don't know, losing a major customer or challenges with team dynamics. Maybe you hired the wrong people or your business reputation's taken a bit of a hit. The fact is, setbacks are inevitable. We all experience them. And believe it or not, I'm not going to tell you that it takes resilience to bounce back. Research suggests that there are other factors that can help us recover and thrive, which are all about showing up and having really good habits. But I also think we need resilience, but it has to be healthy resilience. You know, resilience to me is the ability to brush off disappointment and reframe setbacks as, you know, an opportunity for growth. The thing about resilience is it can encourage us to sometimes just blame ourselves if we find we're failing to grow stronger through adversity or through setbacks. You know, the thing is, we're human, we're not made of rubber, we're not designed to bounce back on demand. And in business, the best thing you can do when you have a setback is just show up. Your team is relying on you. And even if you explain to them that you're working through a setback, but you're here for them, they really appreciate that. And you can just focus on what you can control at the time and what seems absolutely terrible one day, I guarantee you the next day, it's nowhere near as bad. Yeah, I agree. It kind of loops back to the point about consistency because recovering from a setback also involves good habits. So take a physical injury, for example, which could have occurred perhaps in sport or when you're on the tools and having good habits in your recovery is going to get you back faster and stronger. So things like making sure you ice your injured knee or complete your physio exercises are like really good habits that will help you bounce back from that setback. Let me just say something there. I've had two knee reconstructions. The left knee, when I did it, I trained the house down with my recovery. And within six months, I was back on the soccer field playing soccer. The second knee I did, I was lazy and didn't do the rehab. And 18 months later, I still was having challenges. It's just so interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, totally. So linking this back to trade too, as a leader in a trade business, you need to actually recognize that a setback is usually like a minor blip in your unfolding greater plan. So get into the habit of putting things into perspective. Have you ever tried that technique where you literally visualize zooming out from a setback or the problem to get perspective of its importance? I actually quite like it. Yeah, I think it can be helpful at times as well. But, you know, there are times where you just have to accept responsibility when something doesn't go to plan. You know, sometimes you do have to say, I knew I had a niggle in my knee or I should have taken a rest day instead of pushing through a training schedule or I've gone to the physio to get this sorted before tipping it over the edge to getting a full-blown injury. You know, in business, it's the same. Remember, We are not robots. We are human. We're going to have setbacks. And sometimes you've got to make sure you step back and look from the outside in and go and get help and get it fixed. Because at the end of the day, you've got to accept the responsibility. You are the business owner. You need to weigh it all up and make the right decision for you to make sure you keep showing up day after day. So... Andy, just one final lesson for the listeners. When you think about your marathon, is there one thing that stands out for you that you could share? Yeah, it definitely does. And and I believe this is a massive one. You know, when I was a young up and coming tradie, plumber, running my business, you know, 20 year old going into a 30 year old, 
I truly believe there was nothing I couldn't do. And I just had this real gun-ho hustle, just that attitude of never stop and just work the house down and just go so hard. And I, I think over the years of not having to work in Dr. Drip for the last 10 years and and starting Lifestyle Tradie and working in an office and not being out on the tours with the boys, I actually started going soft. And I think what this marathon did was got me to harden the fuck up again because I honestly do think I was going soft. You know, I'm I'm not far off the 50, I'm 49 and I just think I lost my edge. I didn't have that testosterone. I didn't have that drive. I didn't have that I'll take anything on and I'm going to win. And I think when I went back to this PT, the last 18 months of lifting weights and being strong and training and then getting into this marathon, it changed my mindset because anyone that's run these long distances, it's a real head it, it, it really is. And you've got this devil on your shoulder. And in that marathon, you know, within the first two or three Ks, I was like, oh, my knees sore. Oh, my calves are sore. Oh, I don't know if I can do this 42K. And then I'll be like, be positive, Andy, be positive. And I'd flick the devil off my shoulder. And then I'd keep running. Oh, I feel good. I'm I'm feeling quite good. I'm on my toes. And then all of a sudden, oh, I feel shit. I've got a bit of a headache. This is happening. And anyone that's run these long distances, it's a mind game. And your mind is constantly trying to play with you. It's like, I don't think you can do this. You're hurting. Why are you doing this? You haven't done enough training. Like all those negative thoughts in the back of your head. And when I was running, I was like, no, no, nothing is going to stop me. You have to take me in a body bag. I am going to just keep going. And I think the one lesson that that marathon taught me was it got my mojo back. It got me fired up again. I don't feel soft anymore and I know I can take on the world. And if you're sitting there listening now and and you relate to my story and you're feeling a little soft and you're not feeling at your best, what are you going to do to really step out of that comfort zone? It could be do a half marathon. It could be do a marathon. It could be go surfing in big surf, dirt bike riding. But whatever it is to get your mojo back, I just think as business owners, sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day and our heads are spinning that we lose that passion and that drive and we get stable you know, reignite it, bring it back, make sure you're at your very, very best. Yeah, 100% agree. You personally, as a human, need to be at your best every single day so that you bring your best to the business because the two are completely connected. So in wrapping up our conversation today about lessons in sport that we can apply to business, here's what we covered. Yeah, number one definitely is get a coach. There's no way I could have done what I did without being guided from someone that had been there and done that. So a a real big shout out to my trainers, Jason, and to my run coach, Mel. You guys are absolute legends and thank you so much for getting me through this marathon. Two was all around prioritise consistency. Three was setbacks are inevitable. And number four, really, guys, is search for experiences that are going to get that fire in your belly again. Wake the sleeping giant up, fire up, and get back to your best. Remember when you're in your 20s? Remember when you're in your 30s? You can run through brick walls. If you don't feel like that now, what are you going to do to fix it? Well, I've absolutely loved this episode about the marathon. There are so many lessons that relate 
from sport back into business and just in our lives in general. You have truly been an inspiration. Watching you train for this marathon has been next level. And to be honest, I did have my doubts at times. (laughs) I had my doubts too. (laughs) (laughs) And you have got a little bit fired up. So crew, what are you going to do differently so that you bring your best at all times? Yeah, thanks everyone. And I really appreciate all the support. And, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed this show. And as Anne said, get out of your comfort zone. I'm looking forward to chatting with everyone again very soon. Hell yeah! Subscribe to The Tradie Show wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Rate and write us a review. Or for more information about Lifestyle Tradie, head to lifestyletradie.com.au.